What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm your host here, Hayes. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. This is your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Jason Terry made some comments that Zach Levine is just scratching the surface and will reach that next tier of superstar. We'll talk about that. Talk about Vooch winning an extension with the Chicago Bulls and what that could mean for the long-term financial uh, flexibility of the Chicago Bulls if that were to happen. We'll also be getting, diving into news from around the NBA as some deals and some reported rumors are going to affect some of the free agent acquisitions that some fans have wanted us to make in this offseason. We'll get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So first up, Jason Terry, former NBA champion. And Zach quote says, Zach Levine is just scratching the surface, the surface of getting into that next tier, the next level of superstardom. And while Jason Terry is a retired player, he's played with some damn good players over the course of his career. The fact of the matter is, is if that is true, right? And I know Zach Levine 27 and some Bulls fans do think that how much can Zach Levine still grow? And that's why they do question re-signing Zach Levine at the max. Now, with that being said, there have been some players that really do reach that next tier of the ages between 27 and 32, in which if Zach Levine does sign a, uh, an extension as rumored, that's the time that we will have him. Could Zach Levine realistically get to another level? Now, when you look at the things that Zach Levine could use to get to another level to really be a more attractive um, player for more players to come and play with, which I already think players do want to come to Chicago now with AK and Eversley, with DeMar and and stuff like that. But when we look at Zach Levine, as we prepare to, to sign him to a max extension, how can he still improve? What he, can he still get better on? We already know the defense, right? That that goes without saying. And, and at, at times, Zach Levine has shown an ability to be quite a good on-ball defender. He just doesn't do it consistently. So that is definitely one of the things that could elevate Zach Levine into that next tier of being a, a, a true superstar is that if Zach Levine with the offense he already brings brings in any type of focus on defense and consistency on be being a better defender it absolutely would take him into that next tier and the ball handling as well we already know Zach Levine's ball handling at some times is just it leaves a lot to be desired right that dribbling off the foot we need that to all be but eliminated and the, the some of the basketball IQ things that he has on on passing now Zach Levine can be a very solid passer but just some of the decisions he makes in crunch time whether it comes from trying to do too much, whether it comes from not not trusting the flow of the game or not trusting his teammates or whatever it comes from, those are some of the things that Zach Levine can can easily improve on um, and really and really get into that next tier. Now, especially because the Bulls, if they do sign him to this extension, as has been rumored, are going to have him throughout the majority of his prime at that point. It it it, it does leave a lot to be said on you know can that realistically happen? So I'm going to present this question to you guys. How do you feel? Do you think that Zach Levine can realistically get into a next tier, whether that's superstardom, whether that's still just being a bigger star? And and Jason Terry, in the context, could have very well just be talking about in, in the aspect of everything outside the game. We see Zach Levine getting more commercials, getting more endorsements. That That's a different level of superstardom. I'm going to try to focus on the basketball aspect because, yeah, we know Zach Levine, while Zach Levine's personality as far as like a big time superstar and like commercials and stuff isn't always quite there in my opinion, but I, I don't give a damn about that. I'm all about the basketball. I can care less if you have 50 endorsements. I can care less if you have 10 endorsements. I don't give a damn about that. Like shout out to him for getting those checks. I don't give a damn about outside the basketball superstardom because guess what? That crap don't matter a damn bit to me. I care about what's on the court. And so I'm going to focus it on the court. Do you think Zach Levine can realistically get better to get to that next tier? Do you think it's going to be defense? 
like I said, we've seen Zach Levine be a better on-ball defender. I know some people are already keyboard warriors are going to get to typing, oh, Zach Levine's defense. Zach Levine has shown stretches. He's shown games. He's shown possessions, which he can really be a really solid on-ball defender, and his off-ball defense has gotten better. The key thing is, is him making that a more consistent part of his game. Can he do that, the ball handling? Can he improve that? Let me know what you guys think about all that down below. Let's get into the next topic. Nikola Vucevic is now reportedly wanting to sign a contract extension with the Chicago Bulls. And all I have to say to that is, no shit he wants to sign a contract <laughs> extension with the Chicago Bulls. Every player wants to sign an extension. Will it happen is the biggest question. As we hear, you know, most of the trade deals that we hear, whether it's Gobert, whether it's Collins, uh, Mitchell Robinson would be a free, free agent acquisition, so not that. Aiton, a lot of these players that I'm going to talk about in the last segment for today, um, it, Vooch's name is, is, is included in. Now, a lot of people use AK's comments on that we need uh, continuity being a big part of what the Chicago Bulls are going to look at this offseason, saying that points to Vooch staying around. Now, all that could be true. Like, both things can be true, just ultimately what happens. Does Vooch get that extension with the Chicago Chicago Bulls, and what is the number on that extension? I think that's the biggest question here, right? I think looking at Vooch's uh, output, what he gives, 17 and 11, that's a player that you want to give an extension. And I know a lot of Bulls fans have issues with his three-point shooting and things like that, and, and those are valid issues in his defense. And I think one of the things that hopefully we get to see this season is better defense around Vooch overall and see what impact he can have and hopefully a better offensive scheme as well. A lot of times I feel like um, when Vooch was getting, like, he, Vooch has absolutely had horrific offensive games. Let me be clear. I'm not placing it all on the coaching staff, but there were times that Vooch was cooking and they didn't go to him in the second half when he had the hot hand. So do, do, do we see a better offensive scheme to kind of use Vooch in a better way? Maybe he takes less threes as well. Takes, you know, takes more efficient threes than taking more volume threes and focuses more on being an out, uh, inside out type player and things like that. So we'll see what happens with Vooch, but the contract extension with Nikola Vucevic. What is going to be the number on that? That is going to be the biggest thing. As we look to the Bulls, and one of the questions that I do have is, is this team realistically going to be willing to pay the luxury tax to become a championship team? Vooch's extension, does he sign? Be a 33-year-old player at that point when it's time to give him an extension going into that 33-year-old season. Will Vooch, how much money will Vooch command? Is it going to be, again, he's looking for about a 7 to 15, $14 million deal. A 7 is probably a little. Let's say a 10 to $15 million deal. Does he give the Bulls a little bit of a discount um, because he gets to stay here and he knows he's the third option and he's going to be an aging player? What type of contract do they work out, I think, is ultimately going to determine that if he's not moved this offseason. If he's not moved by this trade deadline, you might as well look at bringing him in on extension, in my opinion. I know a lot of people do want to see Vooch and hope that Vooch is moved. I don't know how realistic that is when we get into some of the other things that we're going to talk about. I know that, you know, we talked about yesterday the fact that the Bulls are now being reported as being the front runners again for the Rudy Gobert trade. Now, we did hear some contradictory things from like Casey Johnson, who says that, you know, he's not sure that 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 that, that there's enough actual fire to the smoke that we're hearing with that. So I guess we'll see with that. But let me ask you guys this. What is a number that you would be willing to pay for a Nikola Vucevic contract extension if he does stay around here? I like to think. And I know I'm probably lowballing here, but I would like to think if you can get him to do something between eight to ten million dollars a year, that's mid-level exception type money. I wouldn't mind seeing Vooch that. I think if it gets more to that, well, and it depends, right? Because you have to look at it. The Bulls are now, once they sign Zach Levine to that contract extension, they're more than likely going to be an over-the-cap team, meaning that they're not going to have any type of salary cap flexibility in the foreseeable future unless they move some things around to try to maximize when DeMar's contract up. But when you look at Io's contract extensions coming up, P. Will's contract extensions coming up in the following year. Uh, yeah, you have DeMar coming off, you have Vooch coming off, but 
considering those type of things, you may look to keep a player like Vooch to sign him to extension, even if you do plan on moving him later to, to maintain some type of cap flexibility. So that's the question I think really remains. But I want to hear from you guys. What do you think happens ultimately with Vooch? Does he sign that contract extension with the Chicago Bulls? And how? I guess, too, the question that we have that really is going to answer a lot of this as well is what type of season is Vooch going to have in a contract year? Because if Vooch comes out and he balls out, right, it, let's let's say I really do think I don't think Vooch's numbers are going to extend too much more. But I think Vooch realistically can have an 18 and 10 type season. Um, but if he get, if he's more efficient in how he gets those points than what he was last season, that's a player you pay about $10 million for. I'm sorry. Defensive woes aside, right? You, you build out the team to kind of cover up some of those issues. But easily he can get that out in the open market, if not more, considering his skill set. And if, if it's a veteran team, you know, some things like that. So let me know what you guys think down below and what type of season Vooch has in this upcoming year. We're going to finish the show with some news from around the NBA and some of these, the, how this news affects some of the potential targets that the Bulls were going to have or that we thought that they were going to have in free agency. AK and Eversley play things so close to the vest. While we thought that some of these may be targets, they may have not been actually on their board, but we'll see. For example, first one up, the Knicks are reportedly prepared to offer Mitchell Robinson a multi-year deal. And they look to move into that top five in the draft by moving another player that some Bulls fans were hoping that we may go after in Cam Reddish, trying to use him to move into the top five to get a higher pick as well. Now, with that being said, that does change a lot of things, not only with the Bulls possible offseason plans, but with the draft upcoming as well. If the Knicks do plan to keep Mitchell Robinson, a lot of a lot of mocks and things had the had the Knicks looking to possibly get another center. They have a lot of power forwards on that team. Not a lot of centers on that team. So with that being said, if they lock in Mitchell Robinson, do they now look to, to, to draft a guard? Do they look to draft a wing? How does that change the mock draft? Those are both things that could very well affect the Bulls, as were the Knicks pick, I think, the Knicks pick 12th, I think. Um, so with that being said, and if they move into the top five, that makes a drastic change in the draft as well and how that affects the Chicago Bulls. But Mitchell Robinson, po possibly nobody can offer him as much money as the Knicks can. So let me ask you guys this question. A lot of people have said, why go after Rudy Gobert if we can sign Mitchell Robinson? I've been one of those people. If we can sign Mitchell Robinson for a lesser deal than that $40 million Rudy Gobert is getting. But if Ru Mitchell Robinson is now off the board, if he's going to be off the board and not an option for the Chicago Bulls, where do you like to see the Bulls pivot to? Again, another player in which we're now it seems like where the thought the, the common thought before was that the the Phoenix Suns were going to be moving on from Aiton. Now it seems like per uh, Jonathan G Giovanni from ESPN that the 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 Suns are actually looking to clear some space to re-sign Aiton and to make that contract a little bit more for him. They're looking to move possibly a, a, a Cam Johnson. Um, to move up into the 22 draft to eliminate some salary and give them some flexibility in signing DeAndre Ayton. This is another target that some Bulls fans would have liked to see the Bulls pursue. I don't think there was really any true smoke there, but because this is a thing that the Bull, that a lot of Bulls fans have been talking about is DeAndre Ayton. Now it looks like the, the Phoenix Suns are going to be trying to re-sign DeAndre Ayton. That is huge. That is something that we have not expected at all. They are another team as well. Uh, Robert Sarver, who is the team governor there, um, is willing to pay the tax, but he wants the team to be better for that. So considering they have an $129 million payroll, they would they are looking to eliminate some of that to re-sign DeAndre Ayton. So that, does that surprise you guys at all? Do you are you hearing the Suns now trying to clear space? Whereas, like I said, the common thought has been, hey, maybe there's some decourse there. Discourse, decourse. What the fuck? What kind of word is that? Discourse there, but now it looks like they are trying to re-sign DeAndre Ayton. 
Um, so that's another potential target that some Bulls fans were interested in coming off the board for the Chicago Bulls. Next one up, another target that we just talked about yesterday, P.J. Tucker. It now seems like the Phoenix Suns, sorry, not the Phoenix Suns, the Philadelphia 76ers are prepared to offer P.J. Tucker a three-year, three $30 million deal is what's being rumored, and they're trying to ship both Thibault and the 23rd pick to try to clear some space there as well. P.J. Tucker, again, and like I said before, I even said in, in that video yesterday, P.J. Tucker could very well take the full mid-level exception. You look at a three-year, $30 million deal, that is the full mid-level exception. So now, P.J. Tucker, the market kind of being set for him in a way, if that if that Sixers deal is true and those rumors are true that the Sixers are prepared to offer him a three-year, $30 million deal, that sets the market for him. Does that set that market outside of what the Bulls are willing to pay for him considering that their biggest need is rim protection, shot blocking, and offensive rebounding? Does that price them out of the P.J. Tucker um, market if they were truly interested at all there? Uh, also, around the NBA, Bradley Bill was reported to be ready to opt out of his contract, but then he responded to that with a, wait, wait, huh, tweet? So what's going on there? Is Bradley Bill going to truly opt out? You know, I think it's all but a foregone conclusion that Bradley Bill opts out. He's going to probably be on the market. Looking at now, Zach Levine, do teams that were interested in Zach Levine pivot to being interested in Bradley Bill since it seems like and teams are being informed that last rumor that we heard that Zach Levine is planning to resign with the Chicago Bulls. This free agency is going to be very, very interesting. When you also pair in with that, uh, John Wall picking up his $47 million option with the Houston Rockets, and he's likely to be bought out from from the Houston Rockets now they're not going to they're going to listen he's going to get most of that what what that type of money uh uh John Wall is going to get most of that money back let's be clear here he's going to get bought out get most of that money after being forced to sit out most of the last season and be able to hit the free agent market and pick which team he's going to go to Woo! the free this free agency is going to be wild it's going to be fun um and then you know a lot of deals you hear rumor deals about uh the Lakers trying to ship Russell Westbrook THT um, there's a lot of things going on right now, a lot of news from around the NBA, but I wanted to focus on those first couple because those are ones that affected not only possibly what the Bulls do in free agency and the draft, but also some Bulls fans and potential targets that Bulls fans were hoping that the Bulls may consider going after. So let me know what you guys think about that news down below. As we get closer to the draft, we have our draft coverage tomorrow. I'm super excited for the draft. I uh, will be going live for the draft. I'm trying to debate when I'm going live. I'm not going live at the start of the draft. But if the if a Bulls deal is announced, I'll be live shortly thereafter that Bulls deal is announced. So be, be on the lookout for that. Otherwise, I'll probably go live right towards the end of the lottery considering the Bulls have that 18th overall pick. So be on the lookout for our live draft stream tomorrow for the NBA draft. But other than that, that is it for this episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, you can leave us a text and or voicemail at 773-270-2799. Thank you for tuning in to Chicago Bulls Central. Like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.